Hey there. Me or the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast, and welcome to this week's episode. Um, before we get going, because it's going to be a fun one, uh, we just want to make sure that if you are listening, that you are also subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, whether that's iTunes, whether that's Stitcher, whether that's Overcast, Undercast, whatever it is. Uh, just you know, make sure you subscribe. And uh, anybody that you know who is also an interracial couple that might be interested, make sure you forward it uh, along to them. We also have a YouTube channel uh, where we put little snippets, little sort of fun moments that we pull out of the podcast and put it up there too. So YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Thanks in advance for the love. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and by the way, uh, a, like a five-star rating really wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Um, if you like it and you actually believe that it's worth five stars, that's even better. Uh, and if it's like four stars and you're like, you feel free to let us know what would it take? What would be that one little thing that we could do to get us over the hump from four stars to five stars? Cause we also always want to be doing the best that we can for you. Um, so that the information we're providing, the entertainment we're providing, the laughs we're providing, the deep thoughts we're providing, that those are actually a value and uh, bringing something in good into your life. So make sure that, uh, you know, give us that five-star rating. If you were thinking about a four-star, just give us a five-star and then let us know what we need to do to earn that five-star rating. So uh, this week, uh, we are going to talk about the things that almost killed our relationship. Yep. It's been three and a half years and those things have been a few. We've had a few. Now, there's probably a lot more than we can't think of, and there are also some things that we thought of that, I don't know if that really almost killed our relationships, but certainly had the potential. And yeah. That, you know, and the one thing that we just aren't going to say, though, is that it's like my face in the morning. That doesn't count as something <laughs> that almost ruined our relationship. Uh, nor can we say my resting bitch face when we're sitting across from each other in our office working. That doesn't count. I know. If... Something, I woke up with a pretty bad looking face this morning. Mm -hmm. so. No, you don't wake up with a bad looking face. Oh, that's so sweet of yeah, you. I know. That was... That's that's making, that's that's me just putting a little weight on the other side of the balancing, <laughs> balancing scale, just to make sure that for all these things that almost ruined our relationship, uh, that I've got a few extra things on the other side to keep us in balance. So cool. What's the first thing? First thing is the most recent thing. What's the most recent one? That was me reading uh, You're Lucky You're Funny by Real Phil Rosenthal while you were reading The Tattooist of Auschwitz. <laughs> and we were reading those two books in bed in the evenings at the same time. I know. I was so deep in the Holocaust. And I was so deep in hilarity of Everybody Loves Raymond. And uh, Phil Rosenthal is hysterical. So I was... and. Laughing while you were deep crying. in the Holocaust. Yeah. I was deep in the Holocaust and crying. And I was just like, how are human beings capable of being so bad? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I must and have And here you are. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. You are laughing. And it was like, I was like, okay with You're it. Like, oh, Jews just got killed. <laughs> More Jews got killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It feels so wrong to be laughing at this. And actually, it's what happened. I just felt like it was so wrong to be reading that book. 
where you are laughing. And I was like, Matthew, like, this is intense. Like, I am trying to, like, really, like, read this book and be thoughtful about, like, what makes us as human to be this terrible to each other? Because I know in myself that I have the potential to be like those women who did that, who did that during the Holocaust. And you were just laughing. Yeah, right. And so you must have kind of had this little bit of a feeling like I was laughing at uh, torture and death and terrible treatment of other human beings. Sometimes you can laugh at those things. That's true, I do sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that's actually the bigger problem, is that you were imagining the way I actually am, which is finding macabre things kind of uh, funny, even though that that's not funny. Yeah, that um, was not. But yeah, I was like really annoyed, and I almost like left the bedroom. I was like, I'm going to go read in the other room if you're not going to stop uh, laughing. And you could not not stop <laughs> and laughing. And there was at one point where I'm just like, I'm like, maybe if I don't laugh out loud, I just go. <laughs> and I'm just like shaking, convulsing. It'll be like tears convulsing. And you, at one point you were like, stop. I'm like, no, like really. I <laughs> said, I'm crying actually. This is so sad. And I'm just like convulsing, shaking as though I was like, you know what? If you hold in your, if you hold in a laugh and you convulse like that, it could definitely be it could be like crying. I, I, I convulse in a similar way when I'm crying. So that was, my, uh, that was my attempt to rescue our crumbling relationship over uh, the, the uh, juxtaposition or the interweaving of uh, You're Lucky, You're Funny and The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Yeah, it's a really great book. I think everyone should read it. So, so was uh, uh, You're Lucky, You're Funny. Just also. make sure that... You- your partner is not, you guys are not reading those two books at the same time. Yeah, I think that would probably help. Yeah, that would be, that's good relationship advice. Okay. Yeah. So a little piece of relationship advice. Don't read the, uh, don't, don't do what we did basically. That didn't, it, it, it was, didn't. and then it was tough for me because I wanted to laugh. Like I, mm-hmm. I love, you know, coming across like a really, really funny book where you just laugh out loud from reading. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, there are definitely books that you read and they're funny, but those are the ones that really make you laugh out loud are kind of few and far between. So it was uh, also a little bit painful to be like, I have to stifle this laugh. I have to stifle this laugh. Luckily, The Tattooist is a very short book. I think I read it within two days, two or three days. So that's probably, that's actually probably what's rescued our relationship. If it had been a thousand word novel, we wouldn't have survived. No, if it had been Dune. This will be it. Yeah. So that was one. That was that was a recent. That was definitely one of our recent ones. Uh, the other one I remember was packing for Burning Man. Packing for Burning Man. That, oh, that, that was, was intense. Now I wonder why was that so? I don't know why that was so bad. It was our first trip together. It was our first trip, but going to Burning Man is not an easy joke. Like the packing is intense, and we were both walking. I think. So we also packed my car first, and then. Yeah. Uh, but you and oh, because I was going to teach you how to r- drive stick shift. I was like, let's say take my car. I thought I had like an older, much older car. Um, so I thought, you know, and we know that going out to the playa was, it can ruin your car. You know, the, the, the dust on the playa is really bad. It gets in everything. I thought, you know what, rather than taking that car, let's just take my old crappy car rather than your nicer, newer car. And so we, I, but you don't know how to drive stick shift. No. And, uh. I should know. I've taught enough people to drive stick shift that it's never an easy process. Uh, I think that's why there are driving schools, not like 
let your boyfriend or your husband teach you how to drive a stick shift. Don't. I don't think that usually works out very 101. well. Advice 101. Do not let your boyfriend teach you how to drive anything. <laughs> well, like, what, what else would you be learning how to, what else would your boyfriend be teaching you how to drive? I don't care. No don't, tractors? Don't, uh, don't do it. No lawnmowers? <laughs> um, but the crazy thing is, is you actually did a really good job driving the stick ship but you got around the block and you're like I'm not doing this I can't do this and you're like slamming your fist and it's like you because you stalled twice and of course you know when you're learning how to drive a stick shift sometimes you'll rev the engine and it jerks and you throw your neck back and other times you slam on the brakes too much and it, it, but you were freaking out I, I just was, was like no freaking out I you just, were doing no freaking out but I was like at some point I was like why am I doing this it's like 2018 I have a nice car that it's automatic that drives for me driving is taking me from point a to point to be like why am i just i was like i'm done like stick shift yeah, is we're, not, for we're me. not we're not that if we're not careful this conversation about why stick shift <laughs> is going to actually become the most recent thing that almost <laughs> ruined our relationship well now i live in a country where i may need to drive a stick shift mm-hmm. and i feel like i will learn like i'm I'm ready to learn, like, learn how to drive a stick ship. But in the U.S., I had no reason whatsoever. Except that you couldn't drive my car. I didn't need to drive your car. I had my own car. <laughs> yeah, but there were definitely And my car was, like, really nice, too. Your so. car was not, definitely nicer than my car. So. Even though I like my little car. Stick shift, pretty nice. But that, that was... So I think that was the beginning of it. And somehow, whatever underlying stuff was left over from you trying to learn how to drive stick shift carried right over until we arrived in was uh in nevada because yeah. that whole trip up from when we left until we arrived at the gate which was about what a nine hour drive how much conversation did we have do you remember how much conversation oh we had? my god we tried to like talk to each other and every time we'd talk like five minutes into it, would start arguing. Did we get five minutes into any conversation? I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. Maybe two. Yeah. But we but... only tried a couple times because you brought a book with you and you basically just sat there and silently read a book and loudly flipped each page. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that every time you flipped a page, it was a exclamation point on your infuriation with oh, me. Oh, you know, I think I know why you were so annoyed with me. It's like I came an, half an hour late to the parking because I had like this new running shoes that I really wanted to get. And so I went to get the shoes at the mall and I came back and he was just like, those shoes could have waited. And I was like, no, they could not. Yes, they could have actually. They <laughs> definitely could have waited. <laughs> but it was so nice. I just wanted... a, they have a 90 day return <laughs> policy. It did not need to happen this week. And it's nice of you to exaggerate it was it down. the first time you slammed the door at me. Did I slam the door? You did slam the door. Really hard. Like, hmm. you were so annoyed that you were just like, our bedroom door, I think I was like shouting at you or something. <laughs> and you just were like, I'm done here. Yeah. Slam the door. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember slamming the door, but I remember pounding my fist in the door jam. I was pretty upset. But you all, it's also nice of you to say it was a half an hour. That was... That it was, was half an hour. No, it wasn't. You drove from Northridge in traffic to Studio City... And in traffic back from Studio City and returned those. Anybody who lives in LA knows that there is no way that that happens in a half an hour. It was all worth it because I still use those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Let's um, move on. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great idea. Why don't we move on to the next time we had a big packing job, which was packing to move to Kenya. I think there's a theme here. I think packing is just... <laughs> packing, and mo- packing and or moving? Is really tough on relationships. I, th- I think it often is very tough on relationships. Um, yeah, you, Especially you when angry. someone, and that's me, <laughs> is doing more of the packing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely hard when one person, definitely me, has more of the responsibility and does more of the work. It just makes it... There's such a terrible imbalance. It just makes it impossible for there to be a, a smooth... Uh, smoothness in the relationship around that. That's true. Anyway, yeah, when we much. when we were living in California, you threw your your back, and you were not doing much. I was doing most of the packing. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> you mean be honest by agreeing with what you say? Okay, that, uh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm going to make sure that once again. <laughs> That today doesn't become the day that is the most recent day that we almost ruin our relationship. But, no, like, you did throw your back, right? I did, I did throw my back out, that's true. Yeah, so I was, me and your kids were doing most of the packing. Okay. And it was me and yeah. Mea, like, on the last days, like, Jade had already moved out. Mea and I did most of the packing, and I was just so tired, it was cold, um... Like just saying goodbye to our friends and family, it was it was tough. It was it was it was tough, um, and then there's always like those little those little decisions that's that are actually big because each you know a little decision in daily life, whether you go to the store right now or in an hour or whatever, doesn't really make any difference. But if when time is really tight and it's like you said, you, there were saying goodbye to people, there was packing, there was what do we keep, what do we get rid of, because we got rid of almost everything we own. Um, you know, you would all, you had, and you also had in our, you know, for your Amazon business, you had boxes and boxes. It took up our, it took up just about our entire dining room Mm -hmm. and half of our living room. So there was also that, there was a lot of that. Yeah. So I was packing like my life and packing my business up, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was an intense That was pretty intense. And then that last night we slept, I slept like three hours, I think. Why? Because I was, I know you claim that you did most of the packing, but uh, but that night there was still so much to do that I ended up staying up. You're like, I'm done. And somebody <laughs> had to do the work, so I stayed up. And then in the morning, we got... We actually did okay, though. We actually in got In the morning, out, yeah, we did really well. And we actually we got to the airport only one hour later than we had planned. We wanted to be there... like We were aiming to be there two and a half hours before the flight left, and we got there... One hour and about 45 minutes or an hour and a half, which was... No, it was actually pretty tight. It was an hour and a half. Because I remember they shipped your thing. They put your thing on. You're like, you know what? Bring it back because there was a problem. Um, and they're like, if we do, you're going to miss your flight. So we actually got there just in time. I remember intense. how intense it was. Like, yeah. I am... Now we have to pack up again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, when, when COVID-19 allows us to pack up here and go somewhere else. And I think we actually should start packing slowly. Just because I don't want that to happen again. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it all in like three days and be really tense and stressed out with each other? Right now, we don't have a lot of stuff. No, so we don't. That's, like, that's the good news. Yeah, we can pack. Like I think we can pack up this house in half a day. Yeah. Three hours. No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, this was a, this was a fun one. What else in our, is in... There was a week where you were really mad at me. 
That was? I don't know if I'm conflating two different times, but there was one time when you came home and you were not in a very good mood and Mary and Jade were doing homework at the table and uh, they were like, hey, how are you, Sarah? And you're like, I'm fine, but your father's being an asshole. <laughs> uh, oh my God. That definitely could have hurt our relationship if it was for the fact that it was so funny. <laughs> were you right I there? Laugh, I was right there. Your father's being an asshole. <laughs> So there was that. Um, I had this habit. Um, I think in our first year of dating or living together, that I would just be mad at you and not talk to you for a whole, an entire week. Yeah, the, I don't. You didn't do a whole week very often, but you definitely go a couple of days where it was just full on silent treatment. And like, even if I cooked, you would not eat the food that I made. <laughs> just, like, oh my god, it was like so one petty. Of those, like seven year olds that were just like. I'm not eating. You cooked it. <laughs> what would I do? Go buy food? I don't remember. I would just cook my own food. Well, there was a once I remember you were like, you hadn't eaten and I brought you food. Oh, I asked if you wanted some food and you said no, but I knew you were hungry. You had to be hungry. So I brought food and you're like, I don't want it. And I left it in the bedroom and I walked out and like two hours later, that big pile of food had been devoured. <laughs> goodness but and, and i don't know if it was during that week but that week you did not talk to me and at night you refused to do anything you rolled over and you looked the other way you didn't say anything nothing and each night you must have done something really terrible definitely for sure there's <laughs> there's only one good reason why anybody would not talk to somebody else it's because that other person did something really terrible in in order to totally justify any other like reciprocal bad behavior. It's funny because I don't even remember what you what you had done. I probably didn't. I mean, it's not that I didn't do anything. Like obviously, I did something that hurt your feelings, but it doesn't actually mean that either it was that bad in retrospect because you don't remember, or that it was justified. But none of it matters. It's how you felt, and your feeling would have been justified. I, I don't know if your reaction was necessarily justified, but if your feelings were hurt, that's fine. You know, but we couldn't really talk about it um, because there was no conversation happening. But every night before bed, and this was how this was how this one ended. Because it was like, can this go on forever? So six nights, and I counted because I wrote in my journal. Six nights. Six nights. Every night, I got into bed, and you went the other way, and I just like came and I held you from behind, and I said, I love you so much, and I give you a kiss on the small of your neck, and then oh, I. Oh, you and sound like. Buddha right now. I was a little bit. That was actually, I was actually being pretty good for six days. And on the seventh day, I couldn't handle anymore. And I got into bed and I said, you know what? Screw it. If this is the way she's going to be, I'm not dealing with it. And I got into bed and I, you know, made sure to turn over with a big huff and pull the blankets <laughs> onto me. And the next day you said, we have to talk. And I said, listen, you haven't talked to me for six days. And you said, last night... You didn't talk to me either. <laughs> you didn't say I love you. You didn't give me a hug. <laughs> and thus came the end of our standoff. <laughs> uh, so that was... But I, by the end of that, I had to wonder, like, are we going to make this? Are we going to make it? Is this the end of our relationship? Yeah, I think to me too, I was wondering. You were wondering? Mm -hmm. You're like, how long can he keep saying I love you and hugging me from behind and giving me a little kiss? Good night and say good night all sweetly. How long can he do this while I don't talk to him? Was that your question? Let's move on. <laughs>
Okay. Um, the next one. Oh, this one. This one was a was a good one. The first was it. We've been together, I guess, for a year, and we went up to Northern California for you to kind of like meet my friends and and I guess you you'd met everyone in my family. No, I had not met your dad. No, actually, you met my dad. No, I had not met anyone. Well, you'd met Robin for sure. I had met your brothers. Both. Of no, them? no, just, just one. Robin? Just yeah. My dad I'd, didn't come down to visit at all that year. No. Okay. So it was, we went up there for Christmas. Right. And we were going to your really good friend's house where like the kids had told me like they make really good food. Everyone's so nice. And everyone was so amazing. But as soon as we got there, you ditched me. <laughs> like you just went to talk to other people. And I'm just like, and your friends are really nice. You know, like your friends are amazing. And their host was like great but I just felt like I needed to be held a little bit by you and you were just not there. And like, I'm stuck with like, not stuck, but like talking to your dad and to like other friends. And I'm like, am I saying the right thing? It just was like really awkward. And for the entire night, you just kind of ignored me. Well, I didn't ignore, ignore you, but you did feel neglected. No, you ignored me. I did not ignore you. <laughs> you just had one... not seen these people. What happened was like, you had not seen your family and I get that. You had not seen your family for a while, you know? Mm. And so you saw them and you just was like, got into into it with them um, as if I, like I didn't come. Okay. And one of the awkward thing was like, some of your friends were also like really good friends with like your ex-wife. And it just was like, there were like awkward moments where I needed you to be there and you were just not. Yeah. So I totally acknowledge that, okay. that... That I could have done that better. But when I think back on it, one of the things was is I actually didn't know you as well as I thought I did. And here's the thing. We've been together for a year and we lived together for four or five months at that point already. But I had only seen you in situations where you were the person who knew everyone. Because basically, like our common friend circle in LA was, is actually your friend circle. And I was kind of invited into it. So you are so independent. You didn't need anything you didn't check on me with those people because you just kind of figured, hey, like we're both in LA, whatever. This is kind of your close family, friend circle. So I didn't actually realize some of your, I don't want to say weaknesses because that's the wrong word, but some of your like places where you need support or some of your, you know, yeah, I don't know exactly the word for it. But, you know, like I'd only seen you in situations where you were this like confident, powerful like going into a situation, kind of owning a room. And so I had this imagination of you of being like, because I, I would check on you and I was like, oh, she's doing great. You know, she's like talking to people. She's having a good time. So one of the things is that I actually just didn't know you in that situation um, of a situation where you needed that type of support. Yeah, I was coming to your family that I had never met, meeting your dad, meeting like really close friends of like, you know, yeah, no, I that totally you had know. known for like your entire life. So it was, it was like, you were not happy with me. I was not happy yeah. with you. I and, was just like, and, that is an accept. I was, yeah, I was like, that is unacceptable that you did not check, check in with me from 5 p.m. when we arrived till 10 p.m. when we went to bed. That's... Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh... And since it was the back in the day when I used to hold grudges i think i didn't talk to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah, I don't think so either. I think there was definitely, uh, yeah, it was, there, were, there were also most of the car rides for, over the course of the next few days were long, silent car I rides. Still, <laughs> I still feel bad that I behaved that way with the girls. Like it wasn't like I, you know, it was what it, what it was and I can't go back, but I would have liked to get over it and just be... Um, get over it quickly, but I didn't. But I think one of the things that when I look back on in retrospect on it, that's fascinating is that I, even though I knew you really well, I didn't know you in that situation. You know, like why does someone like you, if, if anybody who knows you sees you in virtually any situation, no one would ever think she needs some kind of support in that type of situation. So True. yeah, in retrospect, I look back and say, yeah, of course it was my family. It was a lot of newness, but you have this amazing confidence and sort of just sense of self in almost every situation that I, in that point in our, in our relationship, I don't know if I could have known that about you without having that experience. I do tend to like, sometimes I go to parties and I'm just like, fine. And I, you know, mm-hmm. but some days, sometimes like I retrieve back. And it's also something like I'm recognizing as I'm getting older is that I do have that moment where I'm like, oh, I'm super going and I'm fine being in like huge crowds. But also, like, I'm not sometimes okay in, like, huge crowds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so it's just, it just kind of depends like on know, the day. Yeah, getting to know that. And then, of course, also, when we got here, you actually know, probably knew me well enough because when we moved to Kenya, we spent the first month, primarily, visiting your family, who don't even speak Swahili. They speak Kikuyu, mostly. So we were going to, like, little villages and everyone's speaking Kikuyu, and there's me just kind of sitting there, like, Duolingo learning Swahili, <laughs> because for three hours, then I would go on walks sometimes, which was nice, but, um, You'd play but I couldn't the, have you, also... You could play with the kids, like, you <laughs> talk to the kids. <laughs> yeah, I definitely could have gone and played with the children. No, you did. What was I complaining about? <laughs> there were children for me to play with, <laughs> why did I need my partner to be there and support me and bring me into the conversation? But I, tr- I tried. You made you know? it. Yeah. But I wasn't going to, like, I just kind of feel like you hadn't some seen of those it. People in a long time. I had not seen those people, and my fa- some of my family speak zero English, mm-hmm. zero Swahili. And it just was like, there, there was no way for me to bring you in into the conversation. Like, for you, you can't say the same thing because I speak good English, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And your family speaks English, so... Yeah, so what did you need me for? You could have perfectly good conversations without my help. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so this was a, this was a fun one. We, this, I think, happened mostly when we were going to Landmark, interestingly enough, was uh, if I was just driving your car, even if I was driving my car, but we usually took your car when we went because going back to our earlier conversation... <laughs> Why we couldn't take my car because if you were going to have the opportunity to drive it all, we couldn't take my car. So I'd have to take your car. And I'm a motorcycle rider. And in, in, in L.A., between the carpool lane and the regular lanes, there's a double yellow line. And that double yellow line is where motorcyclists ride because it's the safest place to ride. People can't cross the double yellow line. Um, so it's a safe place to ride. So I, as a motorcycle rider, also know that when I'm driving a car, I make sure to give extra space. But by giving extra space in the inside lane, that means the space between the driver's side rear view mirror and the and the retaining wall on the other side is less. And you really didn't like when I drove that close to the wall. And you would 
yell. Yell at me. Literally and tell yell. me to change I was what like, I was doing. And I... We are about to get into... I am a really careful driver. Like, I'm a good driver and a very careful driver. You are, like, reckless <laughs> and drive. It sounds like a judgment to me. A... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a judgment. It's a judgment. No, it does, that doesn't sound like an objective observation. Okay. But the truth is... <laughs> <laughs> speak, t- speak the truth, lady. Speak the truth. You tend to drive too close to the edge. Okay. Even here in Kenya. That is, okay, yes, that undisputable fact, I drive too close to the edge, keep going. And it just didn't, I just didn't feel safe. Okay, so? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't feel safe, pull over, I'm going to drive. And that miraculously solved the problem <laughs> because I didn't have to drive. Yeah, and so I was, I kept driving. Like, I would do the drives. A lot of times you did because you didn't like the way I drive, which actually... It kind of makes a lot of sense. If you don't like the way I do it, do it yourself. Yeah, and then I got resentful that you don't drive. Because you're doing all the driving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you Um, go. But then... Which was really, really good, not so good, really good relationship tools, right? (laughs) (laughs) But then we happened to be invited to a brunch where you drove. No, you were driving. I was. Yeah, because that's how I go... When you pulled up, I don't remember... Why were we fighting on the way? We were fighting on the way to brunch. Uh, and I don't remember why. I think but you it was, were definitely... No, we, I think you pulled over on the 405 so I could... I, I asked you to pull over so I could drive. Oh, that was the time. And then I was... And then we continued fighting. So that when we pulled up to the gate in, in, uh, in Mid-City, I just decided I was not going to brunch with you and your friends. And I got out of the car and I went and did my yeah. own thing. I know it was my friend's birthday and I just remember I was so angry at you and you were just like, I want to get out. And I was just like, okay, I'm pulling over. Get out. And I got out. And you got out. And, and I went then... and watched, I think I went and it's got Starbucks. I watched a movie. I had a wonderful time without you. <laughs> <laughs> and great. I remember taking a deep breath in the car and I had made fruit salad. It was my friend's birthday and I had made fruit salad. So I remember like taking a deep breath. And looking at the beautiful salad that I had made, and I was like, I'm not going to let this ruin her birthday. And I just went, and I kid you not, I had the best two hours <laughs> of my life drinking mimosas, having fun. And I was just like, I'm not going to let this ruin her day. And so, actually, I did not even say you were fighting. I was just like, excused you for not coming because mm. she knew you were coming. I was like, oh, Matthew decided not to come. And that was it. You know, that was actually... When I think back on it, it was actually really good because if we had walked in there together, there's two things. We definitely have fights before we go. Every couple, I think, right? You have that fight right before you either have company come over, you're about to walk into someone's house, you've been fighting, and you're like, okay, we're going to completely do a quick little makeover and we're going to go and pretend like everything's great. And underneath this was like, Rah. But I don't actually think like in that moment when we go in, because we have had those moments, like I think I actually let it go. Yeah. Until I step outside the door. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put this in my purse and I'm going to pull it out later. I'm going to let it grow in my purse. I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it like get more potent. <laughs> and then I'll pull it out. And it'll be nice and ripe and ready for whatever. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, but when I think back too, that was also actually kind of nice. Like, Why would I feel going to... First of all, this was... I knew nobody. And it was basically in a bunch of like 20-something young women with like this weird 40 year old man. (laughs) It was just 
way better that I didn't go. Like if we had been, if we'd been, if we had been having the perfect day, it still probably would have been a little bit awkward. But having a difficult time, looking back, is like I actually would do the same thing. You know, if we're like fighting, it's just and we better. To a, and if we were going to like my friend's house where you knew nobody and we were having a yeah, it's, fight. I would. I don't think I would do what you did. Go watch a movie and like enjoy Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you would have rather brooded. I would probably be like, I need a minute. I'm gonna do a meditation. Like, oh, and or, I'll come in later. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. that's probably what I'll yeah, do. Yeah, actually, my, my my brother's partner does that. Like, if she needs like space, she takes her space, and you can tell that they've had a little issue because she comes in like just a little bit after, which is great. She goes, she calms down, they get their little time alone, and then they can kind of be like, okay, it's probably an agreement they have, um, which is probably not that bad. Because no. there was no reason for either of us actually to take it personally. We needed space from each other. We took it. Yeah. I took it by getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. And I guess that was, I think the only other, the other big one that I remember, there's probably a whole lot more. Um, but, uh, or maybe there's not a whole lot more. I mean, in three and a half years, how many almost, like, how many catastrophes can you have? But we did have a big one because I am, and we talked about this on an earlier podcast, I'm fairly, I'm quite a chameleon when it comes to food. I like cooking good food, but I have no real dietary restrictions. And I also like the challenge of, you know, like when, when Mary and Jay, they had a lot of dietary restrictions. For me, it was fun to find a way to make food that was really good, uh, and, but that worked with what their restrictions were. But it got to a certain point where you just didn't. You guys ate salad every night. I was... I was, I almost said I was starving, which is a word I don't use. Um, but I was, I felt like I was hungry in your house. Like we moved in together and I just felt like you guys ate and I'm here. Like, I'm like, wait, this is like rabbit food. Like this is not food. I was not used to eating food in the way that you guys ate food. You know, when I I think back on that, actually, I also wonder how much of, of that problem was just needing an acknowledgement because that ended up being big enough that you called the council and we had we had mediators with us to work us through through this issue and the weird thing is to me i actually don't feel like much changed you feel like a lot changed no a lot changed like you said we started making warmer meals like i came from a household where like meals were dinner like dinners were like soups and rice and like actual food <laughs> <laughs> whereas what we were eating was definitely quinoa, not actual food like quinoa you guys with and chicken or no 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 that was like not chicken you guys yes, rarely no yes it was like there was there was definitely it was like there, kale was protein and a lot of and avocado yeah. and like oh kale yeah. and avocado with quinoa and nuts and homemade dressing and vegetables and there was always some protein in there, whether it was tofu or whether it was chicken or there fish. There were definitely no carbs in, in, in those meals. Like, it was quinoa. Okay. Not all the time. The girls were not eating There was always grains. Mm-hmm. For months, they were not eating grains. And here we are fighting about <laughs> it again. Because I remember being almost stabbed yeah. in a house. <laughs> yeah. So I almost starved you to death. And because I almost starved you to death, that almost ruined our relationship because I almost killed you. I am going to take the word stabbed <laughs> out of my vocabulary because I 
despise it when people use it and i'm despising when, myself when, like, people who always have whoever refrigerator use that word i know it's like yeah. i'm starving i'm like no you do not know what <laughs> starving is <laughs> yeah, you have a fridge you don't you do not you have a pantry and there's also a grocery store and you have money okay yeah um, um but it was like intense like i just my I, eating i know you feel like something changed I feel like almost nothing changed. I acknowledged one of the things that changed was an acknowledgement for you. Um, but I, I don't even feel like the cooking changed that much. And maybe it was like once or twice a week it shifted or um, we found a way to do it. But, I, but when I think back on it, one of the things that, was, that I liked about that was that what was important was acknowledging it. You needed to be heard and acknowledged. And it wasn't a matter of like me changing my life. And that was one of the things I was a little bit almost concerned about was, you know, do I have to change my whole life to make you happy? And I didn't. I actually had to acknowledge you and make some effort, but also by through the acknowledgement, you were also able to feel like, okay, I've been heard, I've been acknowledged, and now I don't you didn't have to hold on to the anger about it anymore. So then yeah, it was but it was a big moment because it was like here we were, it was a hours long uh, council session to work our way through it. Um but uh, we survived. We did survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know, as I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, as we keep going, we'll, this, either this list will grow or maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just kind of shift into, not the thing, it's not really about I also think like, we also like, it's, in those three years, we made a commitment when things happen to not think breaking up. Yeah. Because I used to be like, is this the end of it? Me you too. know? And that, that lasted with me even until... About a year ago. So for the first two and a half years, when think, if there was something really big, that question would be like, oh, is this the end? Um, yeah. Which, but, but also what happened is when I think back on each of those moments, one of the things that it did for us is we were actually able to get stronger through most of that stuff. True. You know, like even the thing with, you know, with the food in the house, like that, going and doing that counts. Like I said, I don't really think that much changed, but you feel a lot changed. Oh, so what yeah. actually changed in it, but what did change for me anyways, was a way of hearing you differently. You know, so did I, did I change my life dramatically? I don't feel like I changed my life at all. Like, okay, so maybe I, I bought two different things at the grocery store and a couple times a week I made a slight alteration in how I cooked, maybe. I'm sure that's what happened. But it was just, but the, the biggest shift was, was hearing it. Um, you know, so there were all of these moments when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was really great because we were actually able to get stronger for it. And, uh, you know, and then, sure, things have come up in the last year that that brought new, higher-level challenges. But being able to say, you know, can can we find a way to communicate about it that, that really you yeah. know, grow, helps us grow? Yeah, I think, so. like, most of these things happened, except moving to Kenya. But those kind of... I just kind of feel like, I don't know, there's nothing right now that is going to... I feel like it's going to make us break up. No way. Unless no way. it was like a conscious choice to break up. Yeah, like let's, this just isn't working. But it wouldn't, there would never be a reaction to it. And, um, but we also, we bring things up, you know, we have our, we, you know, it's not like to say that even in this last two days, we haven't had our challenges. No, life um, has been great. What are you talking about? Yeah. We haven't been. <laughs> no, life has been great, actually. I mean, there, yeah, we've got been, our challenges. Yeah, we have our challenges. You know, but those are also... That's not even a negative... To me, that's not a negative thing anymore. Um, at the moment, I can always change. Yep. But, all right. That's... All right. So, uh, hey, um, 
that's it for this week. Uh, make sure, again, that you subscribe. Uh, you know, if there's somebody that you know that you think would love this podcast, let them know. Share it. Uh, social media is a great way to share it. And, of course, uh, if you have any of these any stories like that that uh, you want us to know about, let us know. Um, you know, we can talk about some of that stuff. And I don't know if we're such, if, you know, the best people in the world for mm-hmm. advice. We're certainly not licensed therapists, uh, so you can't take anything that we say as, you know, mental health uh, professional advice. But uh, feel free to reach out with any questions, thoughts, concerns. Um, and uh, if it's a question that needs answering, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to do that. All right. Bye. Have All a- right. Yeah, have a really great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.